Welcome to Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams. There are many needs in our communities. There are dedicated individuals and nonprofits working to meet those needs. They sometimes don't get the recognition they deserve, and you may want to help somehow, but don't know where or how. Well, today on the program, we're opening the phone lines, email, and Twitter. We're giving you the opportunity to spotlight a nonprofit or individual doing good in your community. The only restriction we're putting on this is uh, nonprofit. Uh, we recognize there are some great uh, for-profit businesses doing good, but we're going to restrict this to nonprofit and individuals, of course. Amy Anderson from Sunshine Terrace Foundation in Logan joins us for the hour, and uh, welcome into the program. Thanks, Tom. It's good to be here. Adjust your microphone. That's what I should have done before we went on the air. <laughs> well, <laughs> good morning again. <laughs> welcome to the program. Um, and uh, we're going to be hearing from uh, some other organizations as we go through the hour, the Centro de la Familia de Utah, Habitat for Humanity, and Citizens for Reutilizing Assistive Technology Equipment, or CREATE. Uh, and we hope to hear from you as well. Here's how you uh, reach us. You can call us toll-free, 1-800-826-1495, one 826 1495. You can email us to upraxis at gmail.com, upraxis at gmail.com, or you can join us on Twitter. Just use the hashtag AccessUtah. Here's your chance to take a few minutes to spotlight a uh, nonprofit or individual who's doing good in your community and uh, perhaps uh, help us get connected with those uh, groups. Uh, so, Amy Anderson, uh, first of all, tell us about Sunshine Terrace Foundation. How are things going? Things are fabulous at Sunshine Terrace. We've been really pleased to welcome a new CEO this spring, Brian Erickson, who um, is originally from Mink Creek, Idaho, so went to Utah State University along with his wife. So he's kind of coming back to his roots, and it's so wonderful to have him there with his enthusiasm and his passion and his love for the people of Cache Valley. He actually started out his healthcare career as a CNA um, at oh, Sunshine really? Terrace, so yeah. he kind of knows us from the, the ground up, so to speak. And um, we're continuing to care for for seniors as well as others um, in all of our four different businesses. Um, I think an interesting thing about Sunshine Terrace is that we are truly a community nonprofit. We are not owned by anybody. Our board of directors represents individuals from throughout the community. Brian reports to them. They're the ones that set the goal and the direction um, and the policies and procedures for us. So we truly are owned by the community, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of special. Yeah. And I think it's reflected in the care that we provide to people because yeah. we are of and for the community. And uh, I, I know some people down at Sunshine Terrace, who residents there, who uh, I think they are receiving uh, great care. And and, uh, and that's just a great service that uh, – that Sunshine Terrace provides. Uh, we're hoping to spotlight to your organization, if you're a nonprofit or individual, and here's your chance to uh, to th throw some light on these organizations. Now, Amy, you're you're plugged into a lot of the the nonprofits in Cache Valley. I am. I think that's one really remarkable thing about Cache Valley is that the nonprofits um, cooperate together and work together because so many of us share needs and share volunteers and and can share our experiences and our ideas with one another. I'm the current chairman of the Cache Interagency Council, which is a loose affiliation of about 86 nonprofits in the valley. Some of them very small and some of them large, like um, Sunshine Terrace Foundation. Um, and we meet monthly. In fact, we have our meeting today. Um, we're meeting at Herm's Inn. And each month we either spotlight one of our nonprofits or we bring in people from the community to help us all do our jobs better. Um, in fact, Cash Valley Media Group came in last month and gave us all a little um, lesson on 30-second 30, 30 elevator speeches <laughs> so we could best. Yeah. You know, when you meet someone, 
and you do, you, you get so passionate about what you do, sometimes you stumble over all the wonderful and amazing things mm-hmm. that you do. And so that was a great tool for us. Yeah. So um, again, it's really wonderful how all of the nonprofits in the Valley partner together, are respectful of each other's needs. And um, it's just, it's truly an amazing group of organizations. What do you think the motivation is as you interact with uh, these, these people? I think what, so, what's the motivation? I think so many people here have such strong family roots. You know, they can trace back their ancestors. And so that, that love for community really is here. And Cache Valley is a very welcoming community to outsiders as well. You know, my husband and I moved here 10 years ago from the Chicago area, and we're just struck with how open and welcoming people were to us mm-hmm. and really cared um, to make sure that we had a good experience when we moved here. And again, I think that extends to whatever passion people have for their nonprofit, mm-hmm. be it animals or children with disabilities or the elderly um, or, you know, or all the different organizations that, that serve here. Yeah, it is. It is heartening to see people see a need and and uh, go about meeting that need. Mm-hmm. We're uh, asking you if you have an individual or a nonprofit that you would like to spotlight, and here's your chance to uh, uh, to highlight them, give them some much deserved recognition, and perhaps connect people up with that need. The number is one eight hundred eight two six one four nine five one eight hundred eight two six one four nine five or upraxcess at gmail.com. And this is statewide, could be nationwide. We our toll free number applies and we've had calls from Georgia and uh, we've had emails from uh, from Moscow, or Russia. So if you if you have a, a nonprofit individual you like to spotlight, it uh, doesn't matter, you know, preferably Utah, but uh, <laughs> but uh, anywhere you are. And we've had some uh, great response when we've done this before from Moab and Vernal and, and St. George. So we'd love to hear about what's happening in your community. So here is uh, an email that has come in from uh, Barb. Uh, she says, I've been with Stokes Nature Center as a board member for about 12 years. I love our mission to bring the joy of the natural world to young and old alike. We do wonderful things from a nature center preschool to Fry Street Quartet concerts in our little cabin in the woods. Our biggest frustration is to engage the whole community in our programs. We're always in need of new board members and always, of course, more money. We're currently engaged in a mini capital campaign to gather money to uh, stub in utilities to our Nibley property. We're seeking 100 people to donate $100. When we achieve that goal, we can move forward on planning an amazing outdoor classroom right in the center of Cache Valley. Thanks for highlighting such wonderful nonprofit organizations in our community. These organizations are one of the reasons why many of us love living here. Keep up the good work. It's uh, Barb Ferris. So Stokes Nature Center, they have a capital campaign, 100 people to donate $100. They're also looking for, Amy Anderson, I guess this is, uh, you could donate your time. They're looking for board members. Oh, are that's, they? That's an example. You know. uh, not you specifically. You're, I think you're spread pretty thin. I think thin. I'm pretty busy these days. <laughs> I, was, I was just uh, going to have you comment on the fact that many uh, organizations need people. They do. And, you know, again, an amazing resource here in Cache Valley is the Volunteer Center here in Logan, which Shirley Griffiths heads up. Um, they have a, a website where people can go and post their volunteer opportunities. So if you're looking for volunteers, that's a great place to go. Let people know what your needs are, the qualifications that you're looking for, the time commitment. You can put a pretty detailed description of what your actual needs and desires are. They have a section especially for Eagle Scout projects. So, you know, for example, if Stokes had something that they specifically wanted done at their at their building that an Eagle Scout could come together and pull things, um, pull a group of people together to help. Um, they can post those at the Volunteer Center. Um, Shirley is 
a wonderful resource, as I mentioned. Their website has all of those um, ideas and um, ways. She also does volunteer management training. So for those who run nonprofits that rely on a volunteer core, she provides, a, a I believe it's a six or eight week class where they meet um, every week over lunch and can learn the tools and tips to manage volunteers. Um, we all love our volunteers, but there are often some unique characteristics to how they can best interact with your organization. So the Volunteer Center provides that as well. And I'm just uh, I'm just emailing or, or looking this up, and I I found cashvolunteercenter.org. Mm-hmm. Yep. That would be the, the website. That's it. So that's where you would go for Cash Valley. And I was uh, just uh, trying to, uh, uh, to to do a search for uh, volunteer centers for Utah. And I imagine wherever you are, there's a volunteer center. I'm Absolutely. Guessing. Yeah. Um, and I think, too, Tom, you, we got an email from the Senior Volunteer Program at the Cache Valley Senior Center, which is another great source of volunteers. Yes. Uh, let me go to that. Uh, I think you have uh, – I have this here. I have this here. So uh, this is an email uh, from Rod, and uh, he is uh, saying uh, – uh, RSVP, Retired and Senior Volunteer Project, is always looking for seniors 55 and older willing to give an hour or two each week to help the 28 organizations that use RSVP for at least part of their volunteers. I didn't know this, maybe. RSVP, that's amazing. It's truly amazing. Retired and Senior Volunteer Project, RSVP. So they help a bunch of other organizations. RSVP is a project of uh, Cache County and operates on a federal grant. The goal of RSVP is to help convince seniors to use their business background, talents, and other life experiences to help others in our community through volunteering. Here are some of the things RSVP has done in the last year and what that potential volunteers can also participate in. So he lists a bunch. I'll only highlight a few of these, and we'll get this on our website as well. So in the past year, 64 Cash County RSVP volunteers helped deliver 34,000, uh, 36,400 meals to fragile seniors living at home. 47 volunteers donated over 4,000 hours to Cash Valley Center for the Arts, providing help during the live theatrical art and arts performances to 63,000 uh, patients. Uh, 37 RSVP volunteers gave uh, under just under 2,000 hours at the English Language Center um, and uh, did a great job there. And uh, the, the, the list goes on and on. The last one here, RSVP responded, found two volunteers to drive the quarter-scale train at the American West Center during Baby Animal Days. Oh, my gosh, so, that would be such a fun job. <laughs> that'd be a kick, wouldn't it? Uh, so we'll have all of that up on our website uh, later today. But uh, let me just uh, repeat, RSVP is Retired and Senior Volunteer Project. They're looking for seniors, 55 and older, willing to give an hour or two each week to help 28 organizations that use RSVP for at least part of their volunteers. Rod says RSVP is a project of Cache County. The goal is to help convince seniors to use their business background, talents, and other life experience to help others in our community through volunteering. I'm Sounds a little, like a great program. It does. I'm a little scared because in a week I'm going to hit that 55 and older, <laughs> so I guess I'm going to move from one category of volunteer to another. Well, yeah, if we if we focus this just on you, you can join the Board of Folks Nature Center uh, and you can join RSVP. Just add that to everything I'll else you're doing. Just I'll add just that. I'll just add that. Yeah. Well, one of the things I'm involved in, which is important during the summertime, is I'm a member of the Cash Community Connections. And I don't know how familiar people are with that, but it's a a group of concerned individuals who got together here in Cache Valley after September 11th in response to some of the um, conflict that people saw. And the idea was to, to 
help break down some of the barriers of misunderstanding that exist. And at this point in time, members from many different um, faith organizations and also some of their governmental agencies get together. And underneath that umbrella is the Logan Tabernacle concert series. Um, And so I hope people are taking advantage of that. Every Monday through Friday at noon, there's different performers that come together and um, present. Yesterday, I had the pleasure of introducing the Old Lyric Repertory Company. They they mm. all sang. Um, but it's a great way for people, again, to come together as community. A lot of our summer citizens come and participate in that, as well as many of the locals. Um, but that, again, the Cash Community Connections um, helps sponsor that. We also do a lecture series at the Tabernacle um, one Friday a month throughout the year. Um, some of the highlights of that is we have a Martin Luther King celebration that's always held right before Martin Luther King Day. This year we have the Episcopal Bishop from Salt Lake City, Bishop Hayashi, is coming to address the crowd. We've had other speakers for that as well. And it's just a great way, again, for people to come together and try to learn and understand each other's concerns and needs. Um, we always host the uh, Christmas concert for the Cash Food Pantry as well, where uh, community choirs come together and people's admission is canned goods or other shelf-stable food to help support that amazing organization. Mm. Um, I hope people are well familiar with the Cash um, Food Pantry. They provide support to so many individuals in need here in Cache Valley. They, they really do. I'm glad you mentioned them as, as well. They do a lot of good, and especially when the economy, you know, goes down. Mm-hmm. The the numbers increase, but there's always a need. And uh, the Cache uh, Community Food Pantry does a great job. And the Utah Food Bank uh, statewide does a, does a great job as well. Uh, so later on in the program, we're going to be talking with Habitat for Humanity in southern Utah and citizens reutilizing assistive technology equipment. That's CREATE. We'll talk with, uh, that's in Salt Lake. And in the meantime, we hope to hear from you. We're spotlighting Great individuals and nonprofits who are doing a lot of good in the community, enriching our communities and meeting needs in the community. Just uh, giving a little bit of airtime to that, and we hope that you will take advantage of this opportunity by calling 1 800 826 1495. 1 800 826 1495, toll free anywhere you're listening, or you can reach us by email to upraccess at gmail.com. Anywhere you are. I'd love to hear about a great nonprofit individual in Vernal or Delta or uh, St. George. Um, uh, and uh, we've been hearing about a few from uh, from Cache Valley. We heard from uh, Barb from Stokes Nature Center. Just a reminder, they're seeking 100 people, donating $100. They're trying to uh, get their capital campaign together. And uh, they're looking for people to serve on the board. You could you could contact them, and there are other ways you could help, I'm sure, as well. And then we learned about, I learned about RSVP, Retired and Senior Volunteer Project, which is in involving seniors 55 and older who are using their expertise out in the community. Uh, so the number again is 1-800-826-1495 or upraxcess at uh, gmail.com. Uh, just a couple of minutes here, we'll take a break. And uh, then we'll come back with uh, Benjamin Wynn from Centro de la Familia de Utah. So, Amy, what are some other nonprofits you want to plug here? Well, I am looking forward to a couple of great events this July that will benefit Four Paws, which is one of the rescue agencies here for animals. Personally, I am not a dog person or a cat person, but I know that individuals love their pets yeah. like family. I'm a dog and cat uncle. Oh, you're I'm a dog I'm a dog grandma. I'm Oma when when Chester comes to yeah. visit us. I like to visit and then go away. But I but I know I know that uh, you know 
uh, pets need good homes. They so. do. They do. Um, so Four Paws is having two fundraisers this um, July. The first is the annual street dance, which I don't know if you've ever had a chance to go to, Tom. It's hosted by Cafe Ibis, which, again, is a business here in town that is a tremendous supporter of so many nonprofit events um, and organizations. So they're hosting that on July 11th. It's from 7 to 10 p.m., just right out on Federal Street. They close the road, and they have dancing. It's free to anyone to come to the dance, but they will be also holding a silent auction and a uh, grab-and-go purchase table that all mm. of those proceeds will benefit um, for Paws. So that should be a super fun night. We'll, we'll all pray for perfect weather for, yeah, for yeah. Four Paws on that day. So again, that's July 11th from 7 to 10 on Federal Street right outside of Cafe Ibis, which is just north of the Tabernacle. And then they're also having a concert on July 19th from 3 to 5 p.m. Um, up on USU's campus in the Kane Performance um, Hall for $10. It's actually the Utah Festival Opera is providing their talents oh, to nice. help raise money nice, for yeah. Four Paws. So if you miss the Utah Festival Opera on Mondays mm-hmm. at the Tabernacle for that noon concert series, here's a way you can go hear them and also benefit Four Paws. So Excellent. those two fun events in July Great for all the dog lovers and cat lovers. Um, and Four Paws in general has adoption events. I'm not sure of the exact schedule, but you can contact them. They partner with PetSmart. Um, they're up there several times um, I, uh, during the year. Um, for pet adoption days. So um, keep in mind for pause. Um, the Cash Humane Society is also one of the other tremendous um, sh- uh, rescue organizations here in Cash Valley as well. So we're fortunate to have two places right. with people that care. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Four Paws and Cash Humane Society. And that event again for, for in benefit of Four Paws is July 11th. Um, what, uh, tell me another. You've, you've got a you got a bunch of organizations. Uh, I've got here. a bunch. I mean, and this is the advantage of being on the Cash Interagency Council because you know so many of us um, partner together and work together. We learn about the ways and the ideas of things that they're doing for fundraisers, which is really fun. Um, Sub for Santa. I know it is June, and we're not necessarily thinking about winter and that jolly man in his red suit. Um, but Sub for Santa is doing a fundraiser on July thirteenth. Um, There's a new adventure zone up on Main Street, 2300 North Main, that has inflatable rides and games. Um, And they're going to be opening their doors from 4 to 8 p.m. on July 13th um, to uh, families. It's $5 for children, 0 to 3, and then the adults accompanying them. And it's $10 for children, 4 to 17. Um, And Sub for Santa helped 888 children last year have a better Christmas. Amazing, amazing. I know, and I think that's like the hard thing sometimes about Cash Valley is we don't always see that need. Mm -hmm. So when I see that number, 888 children that their families struggled to make that special holiday for them. Yeah. Um, and it's amazing that we have a community that will come together and do things like participate in Sub for Santa, adopt a family, mm-hmm. provide it. So, um, again, I know it's June. You're not necessarily cold and snow, but Sub for Santa is actively fundraising to yeah. help provide help for children again. That's, that's wonderful. I see a lot of angel trees around as well, various organizations. Sub for Santa is a place that you could help right now. Yep. So even even while we're sweltering here, you can prepare for that. Uh, so let's uh, bring in uh, Benjamin Wynn from uh, Centro de la Familia de Utah. Uh, Mr. Wynn, uh, thank you for joining us. Okay, thank you. Thank you for having us. So tell us what Centro de la Familia de Utah does. Okay. Um, it's a few things. It's mostly known for its Migrant Head Start. It's one of the programs it runs. Um, 
And Centro de las Familias has been around since 1975, actually, in the state of Utah here. And um, the the main things it runs is uh, Head Start programs. It has three migrant Head Start programs scattered throughout the state. And then it runs two regular Head Start programs as well, and then some other early Head Start programs and some other nonprofit um, programs in the Salt Lake area as well. I'd like to follow up. So the, I can go into detail if you'd like. Yeah, I, I don't want to alert. Yeah, learn, learn a little more about the migrant uh, Head Start. So this, these are families that move around for working in agriculture. Is that what's happening? Yeah. Um, so we have three migrant Head Start centers. One's located up in Providence, um, the south end of Cache Valley there, and that serves all of Cache Valley. We have another center over in Honeyville. That's about 10 minutes north of Brigham City there. And that serves l- most of the families from Box Elder and a little bit from the Ogden area. And then we have another center down in Genola that's down past Spanish Fork, and down in that area, and that serves mainly Utah County. And, and what it is is um, altogether between those three centers, we serve approximately 418 18 children in mm. those three centers. And in in order to qualify, the families need to have 51% of their annual uh, family income come from agricultural work. Oh, interesting. Okay. That's how they qualify. Yeah. And then our definition of agricultural work, well, the Head Start definition is um, the production and harvesting of tree and field crops. So basically, Mm -hmm. if they're out in the fields and working with different crops, then, then they can get in. And the idea is if the family's moving around a lot, you, you may not get into some of these programs. So you're, um, so you're providing yeah. the program. Yes. Um, we, we have to give priority to, to the migrants. We have two classifications, actually. One is the families that migrate and follow the, the mig- migratory patterns and follow the, the crops and, and the harvest seasons and the planting and all of that. And so, and there is a group of those families that come, and then they move on to other other states as well. And so, we're we're always looking forward to them. We we have good relationships with them. A lot of the growers here in the state as, as well. And so, we serve those. And in addition to that, what we're finding is there is a lot of families that are seasoning out, like they have migrated, but now they're staying in one spot, and they're still working in the fields. They just are not migrating as much as they used to. And we still serve those as well, as long as 51% of their income comes from agricultural work. Mm. Um, but our priority is still to make sure to serve every single family that, that's still migrating. Well, it sounds like some great programs there. Centro de la Familia de Utah. How, how do people get a hold of you? Okay, there, there's a few different ways that they can. We've got uh, the different centers throughout the state. Um, if they, We have a website. It's www. C-D-L-F-U, and that stands for Centro de la Familia Utah, and it, then it's dot O-R-G. Okay. If they to our website there, they can access any one of our uh, addresses, where we are and how we can. Our main office, if people want to write this down, our main office is 1-800-521-4433. Uh, repeat the website for me again, if you would. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, www.c as in cat, d as in dog, l as in lady, f as in fun, u as in umbrella, dot org. 
Okay, excellent. Well, it sounds like you're doing some uh, great work there, and uh, and uh, I imagine you could always use some help and, and maybe some money. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yep. And Benjamin Wynn. We're open, and uh, in our migrant centers, we serve kids ages um, six weeks old to five years old. Yeah, it was very worthwhile uh, services there. Benjamin Wynn has joined us from Centro de la Familia de Utah, and uh, we'll have that website up on our uh, website a little later today. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you. And thanks for all you're doing. Should uh, should uh, thank you for that as well. We have Amy Anderson with us for the hour, and we're uh, wanting to hear about your organization or individual that you want to spotlight. We're keeping this to nonprofit uh, organizations and individuals, and uh, we're doing statewide. And uh, we bring in next Dorothy, in who's called us from St. George. Dorothy, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. It's delightful when I turned it on and heard that you were spotlighting nonprofits. I was like, oh, which of the nonprofits that I work with do I want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, sounds sounds like you would be friends with Amy here. She, she's involved <laughs> yeah. with a lot of nonprofits here. Uh, so, which, which yeah. one did which one did you choose? Well, the one that I that I chose to speak about was is Red Rock Center for Independence. And we cover or service nine of the southern Utah counties. And unfortunately, I can't tell you what they are right off the bat, but it's Washington, Kane, Iron, and I can't remember the other ones. But what we do is we work with individuals with um, disabilities. We have um, an older blind program. We work with youth with disabilities. We work to help folks with disabilities make accommodations to their home so that they can remain independent and live on their own. Um, we offer something called Dis- Discover Independence Tours at our, at our office twice a month. And what this is is people get a chance to go through and see the, um, the different areas that, that the organization works with. Um, 60% of our board by, by statute has to be made up of disabled people. And so it, it is a great way for those of us who are not disabled to realize what it is to um, live that kind of a life and also how we can be more sensitive um, to that. And we have a lending closet that if people need adaptive technology, we have that. We work with um as I said, an older blind program. There are several youth programs. We run four or five different support groups. Um, it's just a wonderful resource here in southern Utah that I think many people are not aware of. Um, and so it's called Red Rock Center for Independence. Mm. And our website is rrci.org. And I'm looking at it right now, uh, rrci.org. It sounds like a lot of, a lot of good being done by... Red Rock Center for yes. Independence. So the website, best way to, to get a hold of you, I guess? Yes, that and the phone number that's on the website. Okay. And I don't happen to have that in front of me right now. I was I was in transit when I heard the story, and I pulled over, and it was like, okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll fill in with as much as I have. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, but thank you so much for highlighting the nonprofits there. They're just so, so important. And I'll put a plug in for the other two. Um, one is Aaron Kimball Memorial Foundation, which deals with transitional housing for um, 
survivors of domestic violence, and the other is the downtown Farmer's Market at Ancestor Square in uh, in St. George. So folks can find both of those on, a, on the web also. Great. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Farmer's Market. Uh, those are in, be, be coming in full swing, and that's a great service that uh, this provided. Yes, yes. Well, and well, ours runs through the end of October. Well, great. Thank you. Appreciate those. We'll we'll uh, put those on our on our website. Uh, Dorothy in St. George has called us. Thank you. And uh, thank you for all the good that, that you're doing. Uh, let's uh, take a break. When we come back, we will uh, hear from uh, Little Baron, who is with Habitat for Humanity in, in Southern Utah. Uh, that's a great uh, program. We want to spotlight that as well. Later in the program, Create, Citizens Reutilizing Assistive Technology Equipment. We'll hear from Tom Bowman from that organization. And we hope to hear from you. The number is 1-800-826-1495. Toll free. Or you can join us by email to upraxcess at gmail.com. Here's your chance for another 20 minutes or so to spotlight a great nonprofit organization or individual that's doing good in your community. Follow up with the, uh, after the break. Next time on Living on Earth, humans are changing the world, and so birds are changing their tune. What was surprising is if you go higher in elevation on the exact same mountain, the birds low down on the mountain sing different songs than birds higher up on the mountain. Chemicals, noise pollution, and other ways were affecting the birds. I'm Steve Kerwood, and that's next time on Living on Earth from PRI. Wednesday morning at 10 on Utah Public Radio. Programming on Utah Public Radio is made possible in part by our members and Basin Nickel Ads, a community resource for classified and display advertising, direct mail to every home in the Uinta Basin, including obituaries and birth announcements. Information can be found through the Basin Nickel phone app. Thanks for joining us for Access Utah. There are many needs in our communities, and there are dedicated individuals and nonprofits working to meet those needs. They sometimes don't get the recognition they deserve. You may want to help somehow, but you don't know where or how. Well, we're trying to rectify that just a little bit with uh, one hour of the program today on Access Utah. We're opening the phone lines, email, and Twitter, and giving you the opportunity to spotlight a nonprofit or individual doing good in your community. Amy Anderson from Sunshine Terrace Foundation in Logan is join- is with us for the hour. You can email us to upraxcess at gmail.com. Uh, on Twitter, please use the hashtag AccessUtah, and you can call us 1-800-826-1495. We turn next uh, to Lil Barron, who joins us representing Habitat for Humanity. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so you're, are you in southern Utah? I am. I am. Habitat for Humanity of Southwest Utah. Okay. Uh, I think uh, most of us are at least vaguely aware of what Habitat does, but uh, tell us. Well, we build homes for um, families that are in inadequate housing and, um, you know, low income. So we help families get into homes. And it's a, it's a wonderful thing. Uh, we uh, talked with, uh, last week, when we were highlighting StoryCorps, oh. uh, Sonia, who uh, yes. is, is a single mother of uh, several children. Uh, who is it? Sonia Gelter. Sonia Gelter. Yes. Sonia Gelter. Mm-hmm. And she spoke very movingly about what that meant for her to get into, into a home. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's actually 21 stories like that. We ha, we just completed our 21st home um, just the end of last year, and we're just waiting to um, get some funds to start our next home. 
Oh, uh, great. So uh, how, how best can people help? What are the ranges of ways people can help? Oh, gosh, there's lots and lots of ways. You know, we have the Habitat for Humanity Restore here, um, and um, people can come down and donate their time, donate their their gently used wares, you know, bring it to Habitat. We can, we'll sell it, and that, that money goes to help pay for administrative costs and also to help build homes. So um, that's one way, and they can come and volunteer. Also, um, we're always looking for board members or committee members that can help help Habitat further their mission here in St. George, mm-hmm. or Washington County, I should say. Mm-hmm. And then there might be people in our audience who who are, are needing to get into a home. How I guess they can contact you to see if they qualify. Right. Um, one thing that they can do is go on to our website, which is www.habitatswu.org. And there is a place that if you want to apply for a home, um, you can fill out the little questionnaire thing there. And then we will contact you and let you know that when that time comes, um, there is a process that happens, and they'll have to do an application later, but um, and that and attend a meeting and different things. So um, we can let them know, but they just need to let us know that they're interested. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, well, that's so you're doing great work. Tell us again how people can contact you. Um, well, you can contact us at um, www.habitatswu.org or our phone number, which is 435-674-7669, or our restore, which is 435-628-4041. And we would love to have your help, and we would love to have you come and, and see what we're doing. Um, we're working on a Brush with Kindness right now projects, and um, we have a lot of kids coming in that are are wanting to help on projects so if you're interested in um, a brush with kindness you know there are some there is some criteria with that too so contact us and we can let you know what that is so well, wonderful yeah. well thanks for the good you're doing and uh, we'll we'll get this up on our website as well perfect thank you, thank you so much thank you little baron habitat for humanity has joined us i'm a little plug too um restore has stores throughout the state of utah we have one up here in logan not to just oh, great. Keep focusing great. on cash valley but at 232 south main in logan and i'll give a shout out to cheryl brunson who works for habitat humanity she's there I'm on a regular basis and volunteers her time as their um, as their secretary. So oh, without any pay, she's been working for Habitat for Humanity. Oh my gosh, I think for ten or eleven years. So amazing what people do. Thank it you. Is, it Thank is. You. Tell, tell me again uh, that we have a restore here. In, we and, do at uh, two thirty two South Main. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also one in Park City near the Home Depot okay. that I know is there, and then also Salt Lake has a restore at twelve seventy six South five hundred West. If you are doing any home improvement projects, it's a great place to go and shop because people can donate those things from their home that are still usable but no longer may fit with their decor or their needs. Um, And so it's a wonderful place even just to shop. If you don't have Mm -hmm. time to volunteer, you can um, save some money on those products and and continue to help Habitat for Humanity. And you're doing good in that way. Let's uh, bring in Roland. uh, I think I've got your name right, uh, from Cash Humane Society. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Thank you very much. Uh, so tell us, tell us what uh, Cash Humane Society's got going on. Well, Cash Humane Society is a no-kill shelter now. We became no-kill in January, and we are part of the No-Kill Utah Coalition. We offer many programs, not just sheltering of, of uh, homeless animals, but we have our education programs uh, that are going on right now. Well, they go on throughout the year, but right now we have our summer camps going for the kids. 
And then during the school year, we have our Pause Academy, which is a after-school program for children from the ages of six up to fifteen, up through fifteen. And uh, tell me, again, that's the Pause Academy. Pause Academy. Pause. Yeah. Very good. Very good. I like it. Okay. And that we reach out to the kids and try to teach the kids about responsible pet ownership, etc. Oh, good. Uh, we also have our low-cost bay and neuter clinic, and uh, we are passing 9,000 low-cost bays and neuters that we've performed since opening that clinic in 2009. So well, uh, very me, proud of what we've been able to do there. Tell me again how many? We're just bypassing 9,000. Wow. Over 9,000 this last week. Wow, amazing, uh, so. amazing. And, of and course, we also provide low-cost vaccinations for cats and dogs. And uh, we do that on Fridays, and there's no appointment necessary for that. We can just come in and get low-cost low uh, vaccinations. They are $20 for each vaccination. How best to uh, to adopt a, a pet? Just go down to the shelter? Well, adoptions vary. Uh, for the most part, our dog adoptions are $175. That includes our spay and neuter, all the vaccines up to the time that you adopt, and uh, a microchip, which is uh, good for the life of the dog. It can be transferred from individual to individual without cost. And uh, you can change your address, your phone number that's associated with that microchip as many times as you need to. Mm. Well, wonderful. That sounds like a lot going on there. Um, so thank you for all the good you're doing. How, how best for people to contact you at the... Cash Humane Society. The best way is through our website or Facebook. Our website is cashhumane.org, and then you can link up to our Facebook site. A lot of fun and interesting things going on on our Facebook site every day. So, um, you know, be sure to join there, and and uh, you'll be made aware of all the current stuff happening. And uh, beginning next week, we are doing our microchip special. This is our annual fireworks microchip special because dogs and cats tend to get scared by the fireworks. And if they get outside and a firework goes off, they're going to run away from it. Then another one goes off, they're going to run away from that. And pretty soon they may be two or three miles away from mm -hmm. home. So yeah. a microchip is the uh best way for that animal to be identified and returned to its rightful owner. And so starting next Monday, our fireworks special for microchips is $25 for a microchip. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. Well, thanks, uh, Roland. I appreciate you, uh, your call, and, and thanks for the all the good you're doing in your organization. Cash Humane Society, right. thank you. Thank you. Uh, and you can call as well, or you can email us to upraxis at gmail. We're going to go to uh, to Tom Bowman from Create. Uh, Amy, I know you wanted to to highlight uh, NAMI. And that's a that's a very deserving organization. Absolutely, Wendy Simmons, who um, is the area coordinator for NAMI. It's the National Alliance for Mental Illness. Um, they provide tremendous support to families who are. Um, learning how to best help their loved one who might have a mental illness. You know, for many of us, um, we have diabetes, we have heart disease, we have cancer. We're so upfront about it, and we take our medicine, and you know, and we treat it. Um, but when it comes to mental illness, there's still a stigma attached to that. People aren't willing to self-identify themselves as has as having a mental illness, and so many people face either um, situational depression or clinical depression in their lives. And NAMI is a great place to offer that support to families so that they can help understand 
the disease that their family member has, um, and they can provide the best support. Um, and they are located in the Bear River Mental Health building on the, I believe they're on the lower floor, but Wendy Simmons has just been a tremendous advocate for helping people recognize that mentally ill individuals are still viable members of our community and that as families, there's much we can do to help them and there's much we can do to advocate for them. Yeah, that's uh, wonderful services they provide. And I believe there are NAMI uh, chapters in various uh, cities around Utah. There are throughout the state. There's there's organizations. Yeah. yeah. So that's NAMI, National Alliance uh, for, the, for the Mentally Ill. Let's bring in uh, Tom Bowman. He, he is representing an organization I had not been familiar with, CREATE. Uh, Tom Bowman, welcome to the program. Hi. Uh, tell us what CREATE is. Well, CREATE, we are a nonprofit uh, through the Centers for Persons with Disabilities Utah State. Um, what we do is our focus is mobility for folks with, uh, with impaired mobility. Uh, we accept donations of used mobility equipment, uh, anything from walkers to manual wheelchairs to power wheelchairs to scooters. We refurbish those and get them back out into, into the community. That's, 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 that's our main focus. Yeah, that sounds like a, a great service. Uh, so people uh-huh. can, I guess, so they can donate wheelchairs, they can donate money. How else can people help? Correct, correct. I mean, there is, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we're, we, we've never seemed to uh, lack in the, in the donation department in t- from the equipment side. It, that, uh, we're fortunate to have that, uh, that challenge. But, in, you know, I, I do have several volunteers that come and work uh, work with me as well. Um, does require at least some basic uh, mechanical abilities, um, but uh, you know the willingness is is probably a key over the the, the skill level there. <laughs> yeah, I but, imagine. Uh, and, and and as a nonprofit, you know everyone's kind of putting in the plug. Yeah, we can always use <laughs> always use more money. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so again, it's citizens reutilizing assistive technology equipment or create. Um, so uh, tell us how people can contact you. Well, they, they can go to the website, createutah.org, or they can call us directly, uh, 801-887-9390. Um, one of the key things that, that, uh, that, that we offer, you know, we've already discussed the, the, the mobility issue, is, you know, a, a lot of folks get, you know, through insurance will uh, qualify if, you know, that they get letters of medical necessity through their doctor and everything. They get a wheelchair or other similar device every five years, and uh, you know what what we can do because we we operate outside of the insurance realm. Um, what we can do is step in and help folks get stuff for a lot less cheaper. Uh, we don't we don't work with insurance. Um, everything goes out essentially around five hundred dollars or less, and that's with new batteries. Mm. So that's. You know, that could be anything worth, you know, $2,000 to $30,000, you know, at $500 refurbished with new batteries. So, um, you know, for folks in the gap, you know, we can really provide, uh, provide a, a, you know, some pretty unique resources for them. Well, uh, thank you for what you're doing and uh, that citizens re- reutilizing assistive technology equipment create. It's createutah.org. I should point out that even though you're uh, connected in with Center for Persons with Disabilities at USU, you're, you're in uh, Salt Lake, I believe. Correct. Correct. We serve the whole state, though. Serve, serve the whole state. So at anywhere in the state, people could, could help out. Yep. Okay. Well, Tom Bowman, thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks for your time. 
We have, oh, about five minutes left in the program. And uh, if you'd like to get in your quick plug for a, a great uh, nonprofit organization or individual who's doing good in your community, uh, you can uh, call us or, or email us, upraxis at uh, gmail.com. And I believe we have we have uh, Anne up next. Uh, Anne, glad you called. What, uh, what do you want to highlight? Hi, I work with a program called Agribility of Utah. We're a statewide program. We work with farmers and ranchers who've maybe been injured or have chronic health conditions. We have a lot of farmers who've had back injuries or have problems with their backs or severe arthritis. And and what we do is we try to help them find ways to keep getting all their chores done and and things without being quite so hard on their bodies. Yeah, this is I, I've, I have been familiar with this uh, organization. Ran into this at a I think a rural Utah conference out in Delta one year. It, it sounds like a, a very worthwhile program, and, and unfortunately, much needed. Uh, farming and ranching is a pretty dangerous occupation. It is. It's one of the most dangerous occupations, and uh, you know, um, <clears throat> safety improvements keep happening, but you're still going to be working around big equipment, around large animals, and so there's just so much risk that can't really be removed from the process. So um, we are a a statewide program. We're funded by the USDA, and we've been operating in Utah for several years, but it's a program that not very many people are familiar with. Uh, So how, how best to get in touch with you? Well, we do have a website. Our website is agribilityofutah.org. That's A-G-R, abilityofutah.org. And then our toll-free number is 877-225-1860. And a lot of people reach us that way. So tell me again, how do you spell agribility? I'm I'm writing down the website here. (laughs) A-G-R-A-B-I-L-I-T-Y. And so this is Agribility Utah? Of Utah, yes. Uh, of, Of Utah. Or, I mean, the website. Yes. Uh, agribilityofutah.org? Correct. Okay. I'm uh, speaking slowly as I type this so we can get this on our <laughs> website. So, agribilityofutah.org, and Anne has joined us uh, highlighting this very worthwhile organization. Thanks for the good you do, and, and appreciate you highlighting this. Thank you. And give a shout-out to Rhonda Miller from me. I will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wonderful. Thank you. We got an email here. This is from Anita. She says, this organization provides legal services for those who cannot afford it. My nephew is very excited to have been recently hired on as one of their lawyers, and that's how I found out about this great organization. She gives the website choicelegalservices.org. So we'll get that website on the, on our website as well, choicelegalservices.org. Next up, I believe we have Rich in uh, Cash Valley. Welcome to the program. Hey, thank you very much, Tom. And I believe this is, this is uh, my friend Rich Guy. Oh, I know yeah. Rich Guy. Yeah, um, and Amy's as well. Uh, so, w- what do you want to highlight, Rich? Well, um, I'm on the board with Somebody's Attic, and if you're not familiar with Somebody's Attic, we're actually a thrift store. We actually have two locations: one in downtown Logan on First Street, uh, North First Street, and one in Smithfield. And what's nice about us is we're celebrating our 30-year anniversary. Um, we have been providing funds to two organizations, CAPSA and also the uh, Family Place, which is formerly known as the Children and Family Support Center. And we'd just like to reach out and thank our contributors that have donated products to our stores. We want to thank our volunteers. We want to thank the people on our board, and especially our employees, and especially our director, Joy Shaw. Um, We are extremely happy. We've donated over a million dollars back into the community, uh, helping other organizations 
fulfill their goals and missions. So, anyway, we just uh, kind of want to reach out and let people know that we're still in business. And if you're looking to buy that item, that special uh, thing that you're looking for that you can't find in other antique stores or other thrift shops, please come by and do business with us. Wonderful. Uh, so you support uh, the, the proceeds from somebody's attic, support CAPSA, and what was the other organization, Rich? Uh, the other one was called The Family Place, and it was formerly known, It's it's. Uh, they're actually going to make an announcement, <laughs> I think it's this weekend, but it's a Child and Family Support Services, but okay. they changed their name to The Family Oh, oh I see. Okay, I'm familiar with, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, great. Well, those are great organizations. Somebody's Attic supports them, so uh, Rich, thank you for, for highlighting uh, Somebody's Attic. Well, thank you for letting me on the show. Thank you. Uh, next up is uh, Tamara. Uh, Tamara, welcome to the program. Hi. What did you want to highlight? I'm from Common Ground Outdoor Adventure. We're a nonprofit organization based out of Logan, Utah, that provides outdoor recreation for people with disabilities. So we travel all over our state and into other states doing activities that people never thought they could do again, but we provide a way. So we serve thousands of people a year and allow them to get back outside of doing the things they love. I have a friend who uh, loves to go on those those uh, those trips. He he loves it. He's oh, just we really, have really so much fun, and the people we work with are amazing, and the the people that support us um, are doing great things to change people's lives. Well, thank you. How how best to get in touch with you? What's the you have a website or? Mm-hmm. We're at cgadventures.org, and our calendar there has all of our upcoming activities. One here in Logan, and one all over the state as well. Okay, thank you, Tamara from Common Ground Outdoor uh, Adventures. Uh, and I'll plug thank they, you. They have their Century Ride on August 29th. So if you're a oh, bike great. rider, you know, go to their website and sign up for that. That's an awesome opportunity to help. Very, very good. Thank you. Uh, emails are coming in. We're running out of time, but we'll try to get fit them in. Uh, so this is uh, Shauna. Uh, by email, she says the Public School Partnership, or PSP, in Logan is an organization that provides community members with access to resources, education, and opportunities that will help them elevate themselves and their neighbors out of poverty. The Public School Partnership hires willing individuals as AmeriCorps, VISTA, and Summer Associate members for either a one-year or ten-week service term. The Public School Partnership's VISTA members are placed in schools and community organizations to support and assist their programs by building organizational capacity and ensuring sustainability so that these programs can continue serving the community. So thanks, Shauna, for highlighting the Public School Partnership, or PSP. And uh, this is uh, uh, this comes in from our uh, friend uh, Brenda Sun, uh, who runs the uh, Little Bloomsbury Foundation. So she's highlighting this. Little Bloomsbury Foundation is a nonprofit that takes pride in its all-volunteer Bohemian Task Force, promoting peace and hope in an uncertain world through the arts and humanities. They have a 10th anniversary fun drive that's uh, coming up. And uh, they have uh, a reenactment of UNESCO World Heritage Chinese Water Garden Project. That sounds interesting. You can uh, get to them uh, by going to littlebloomsbury.org. That's littlebloomsbury.org. Thanks, Brenda, for uh, for that. And uh, we just have a couple of minutes here. Is there something else you'd like to highlight, Amy? Well, personally, I'd like to plug... Um, uh support group that I helped to run with some representatives from Logan Regional Hospital in Utah State. It's called Soup and Stroke, and we meet on the third Tuesday of every month at 4 o'clock in Sunshine Terrace Aqua Works building. So anyone whose life has been impacted by stroke, we offer resources, we bring in speakers. Um, so if anyone you know has had a stroke or is caring for someone, please refer them. They can give me a call at 435-535-5296 for more information. 
All right. And again, uh, we have had with us in studio Amy Anderson, who's with Sunshine Terrace Foundation and several other organizations. Yep. So, Didn't even have a chance to yeah. talk about some of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so thank you for the good that you do. You're Appreciate welcome. that. Uh, and uh, thanks to everyone who has responded. And uh, we'll do this again uh, coming up in a few months. We'll have the information uh, on uh, many of these who have responded on our website, upr.org, later today. Thanks again for responding. And you can always uh, send us information. We'll get that up on our website to upraxcess at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to Access Utah. Programming on Utah Public Radio is made possible in part by our members and Cache Valley ENT and the Allergy Clinic. Practicing ear, nose, and throat medicine, allergy services, and facial, plastic, and reconstructive surgery. And now offering hearing aid services with audiologist Dr. Spencer Tejan. 753-7880. Did you know that storytelling skills are linked to reading comprehension? In a recent USU study, children who learn to develop their own stories improve their comprehension and vocabulary. Did You Know That is made possible by the USU Emma Eccles Jones College of Education and Human Services. More at cehs.usu.edu. That debt crisis in Greece? Yeah, it's getting ugly. Physical threats, swearing, spitting. We have that in a daily basis. And that's not even in the official negotiations either. I'm Kai Rizdal from the streets of Athens. Next time on Marketplace from APN. Wednesday night at 7 on Utah Public Radio. What was the happiest moment in your life and why? How do you want to be remembered? Has your life been different than what you might have imagined? What are your dreams for me? These are questions you can ask a loved one, a friend, or someone who's made a difference in your life when you join Utah Public Radio in Vernal for the Uinta Basin StoryCorps project throughout the month of July. Registration information is available at upr.org. Uinta Basin StoryCorps. This is Utah Public Radio, KUSR HD1 Logan, KUSK HD1 Vernal, KUSL HD1 Richfield, KUST HD1 Moab, KCEU Price, and KUSU FM HD1 Logan. Thank you for listening to Utah Public Radio, a service of the College of Humanities and Social Sciences at Utah State University. Time now is 10 o'clock.